All right, episode 35, let's do it. Phil, lead us in. I don't know where that came from. I like it. I don't care where it came from. I like it. Keep your uh, head in the clouds and your feet I, on the ground or whatever. dedication this week comes from Cindy in Nome, Alaska, who's wanting to dedicate this song to her father, who died from wolf bite. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> that was awesome. All right. So, okay. Wow, we're starting out with a bang here. Um, okay, so uh, episode 35, uh, we, we do, I did promise online that we would do Apocalypse Week, but uh, I'm thinking that uh, Apocalypse Week just has to wait because we have just so much good stuff to talk about. Well, we it's will, been a while. Yeah, exactly. It's been not as long as we it has been <laughs> in the past. Indeed. We didn't go months. Exactly. But Apocalypse Week is coming soon. I think we may have to do a back-to-back one maybe in the next couple of days. We'll see. Whatever. You people, hang on to the edge of your seats. <laughs> wait with bated breath. We'll sell you the whole seat, but you'll only need the edge. Oh, God. Five bucks. Kids' seats are only five bucks. <laughs> you should record those commercial things. Hey, you know what? I, I, I would love to. If somebody, <laughs> would, if somebody would pay me to do that, I would totally do you're that. The, you're the next voiceover guy. You're like, in a time. <laughs> See, do it. Okay. A boy. A man. They traveled back in time. <laughs> Perfection! They, they found Sandra Bullock on the beach. I don't know where I was going with that, but okay. In another world. In another dimension. Only it's Sandra Bullock. Playing Sandra Bullock. In another dimension. <laughs> it's different, I swear. Not this one. <laughs> Not the Sandra Bullock that married Jesse James. Another <laughs> Sandra Bullock. Where did I come up with Sandra I, I, Bullock? Okay. I don't know. Okay, whatever. Anyway, where are we going with this? It doesn't matter. It doesn't it's matter at all. Shit, man. It totally. Um, again, you'll only need the edge. <laughs> okay. I'm on the edge of my seat. I, I can see that you are convinced. I can you. see that you are. You my uh, smoker's voice convinced you to <laughs> only sit on the edge of your I've been seat. smoking since I was eleven. I smoke a cigarette a pack of cigarettes a day. And somehow that's cool. <laughs> okay. Lung cancer's cool, people. <laughs> yeah, no, we're gonna stop that right now. <laughs> kids, kids don't smoke. <laughs> Do. Uh, um, well, okay, yeah. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> likes big tobacco. <laughs> Thank you, the American. Indeed. Hey. Okay, so, you know what? Let's kick this off with a bang. Let's do uh, a movie that uh, we should have both seen a lot sooner. Let's do Kick Ass. Kick Ass! Kick Ass! Yes, indeed. Um, I always It was one of those movies that I always meant to see in the theater and just somehow yep. never got around to. Me too. And uh, I finally watched it on video a couple weeks ago, and awesomeness ensued. Exactly. I was actually, I was completely thrown off 
by the marketing of this movie. The marketing of this movie was awful because it made it look like a kid's movie, really. It almost made it look like uh, something like Spy Kids, where, you know, uh, you know these guys want to be superheroes and they, uh, you know, they dress up in costumes. But that movie was a hard R movie. <laughs> yes. Hard R movie. <laughs> uh, with uh, very uh, many gunshots and swearing and... Uh, yes. Yeah. I, you know what? I watched it and I was so thrown off only because it was not what I expected. Mm. <laughs> and maybe the reason that I wasn't expecting it was because I saw the commercial and I went, eh, you know, whatever. It looks kind of like... Just some goofy, you know. Uh, see, whatever. I didn't think that. I was like, "Oh, it looks pretty cool. I got to go see it." But it, it didn't excite. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, you know, I, I've heard it's good. I like the director. Yada yada yada." It didn't happen. Well, I will say it was one of the my favorite movies that I've seen lately. Yeah, I'd uh, say I mean, I'd say easily it's up there in my top couple for the entire year. Yeah. No. Definitely, it was great. I loved the girl in that. The little girl? Yeah. The 11 year old? Yeah, girl? she was, she, honestly, I will say this. Even though what she had to do was more or less just act like a badass and all this stuff, she was one of, she was one of the only uh, sort of child actors that I've seen mm. who was actually younger, whatever, that really got it. Like, in, and, and was able to act right. enough to sort of get that across. Uh huh. And uh, it's pretty rare that you see a child actor who doesn't look like they're just reading off a cue card, <laughs> you know? I'm really upset! I know, right? I am upset now. I will cry, boo-hoo. Daddy, where is mommy? Have the bad men taken her? <laughs> Are you going to get her back? <laughs> <laughs> Oh lord, yeah, but she was she was awesome. She was great in that movie, freaking awesome. Indeed. And hopefully, hopefully, uh, she will continue on being just as good in that in other movies as she was in that one. We'll see. I guess time will tell. And time will friend. tell. Oh yes, as in the uh, I don't know, whatever. Um, <laughs> but uh, so anyway, if anybody hasn't seen Kick Ass, you know what? We need to rewind a little bit. We're we're skipping way too far ahead because we're so excited to do a podcast because we haven't done one in so long. Yeah. The, 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 uh, the story of Kick-Ass is that there's a guy uh, who is in high school and he decides that he wants to be a superhero mm-hmm. and uh, he doesn't understand why nobody else has tried it. Right. And he, he gets this weird like wetsuit thing mm-hmm. and, and uh, he tries to be a superhero, more or less almost gets killed. And then, for some reason, it gives him sort of superhero powers. Like, he gets no. a lot of nerve damage, so he can't feel a lot of pain. Right, and, so he can take a beating. Yeah. Right, right. And so then, he meets up with this uh, little girl and her dad, mm-hmm. played by Nicolas Cage, in mm-hmm. full-on Adam West mode, by the way. Yes. Yeah. Uh, who are actual superheroes who, in uh, that world have no compunction about shooting people in the head <laughs> and cutting their nuts off or whatever they have to do. Right. Yeah. So, good movie. See it. It's probably old news at this point, but whatever. I think a lot of people are just discovering it. I think I think uh, a lot of people spent a lot of time uh, uh, waiting for that movie. 
I remember reading an interview with Matthew Vaughn where he said it was a disappointment, but now they're planning a sequel. Sure. Well, it's a great movie. I, I really liked it. And Indeed. to be honest with you, though, again, from the marketing of that movie, I did not expect what I got. And uh, the marketing people on Kick-Ass, and I'm sure you're listening, fuck you. You did a horrible job marketing that movie. <laughs> well, as with anything, studios have no idea how to market movies that don't fit into a tight box. Sure, sure. They can market Twilight because all the little teenage girls like jack off show... to it. You know? <laughs> Whoa. Uh, all you have to do is show some um, mopey faces and oh, some God. Uh, six-pack abs and, like, and then, some vampire things. And, and you're, you're golden. Yeah, oh, God. No, but you know what? The thing that sucks about it is like a movie like that that was a good movie... They didn't know how to market it. And it's like, really? You guys do this for a living. <laughs> like, really? Yeah. Oh, God. Frustrating. Well, partly it's also because there are things about that movie that you can't market. Like, you know, like half of the fun of that movie is how crass it is. But sure. But you can't put that language and stuff in a trailer. Yeah, that's true. I, yeah. But I guess, I don't know. If it was up to me to market that movie... I would sort of market it as sort of almost like the anti-superhero movie. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I would sort of, I would imply all the violence, but not necessarily show it. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. That's why I don't work in marketing, Phil. <laughs> this is why I sit here and watch movies and just talk shit about them on the internet. Indeed. <laughs> so it makes it all the fun. Exactly. So, yeah, so, I, I think it's a, it's a, a superb movie. Mark Strong is the villain um, once again indeed um and he plays a pretty darn good one you know so yeah why not? yeah no i again i heartily recommend that movie <laughs> if you haven't by seen the, it see by it. the end here here's my thing by the end when he shows up on the jetpack uh it was like a five-star picture I was like, holy yeah. fuck, man! Yeah, totally. I, I, like I said, I heartily recommend that picture. Heartily. Heartily. And this is calling back to a, another episode. It may be the last episode. It's been so long ago, I can't remember. Um, <laughs> but I totally recommend that movie. Uh, so if you haven't seen it, go see it, jerk. Rent it. Or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just called our audiences... Audiences? Audience jerks. Yeah, I'm a little hostile. We today, we so. know audience management here. Yeah, yeah, totally. Pleasing our consumers. Yeah, totally, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> you know what? You guys suck. Suck! <laughs> <laughs> okay, on to the next film. So I think, uh, do you want to save the new pictures and just to keep on going with some older stuff? Sure, what? go for it. Whatever you want. Fuck, I don't, Jesus. Calm down. Oh, I'm totally calm, Phil. I am so calm that I've made... <laughs> I have no I idea what I'm doing so right now. Calm. I am so calm right now that oh, I have no I idea what to talk about, indeed. <laughs> Do we ever? Uh, oh, Lord. Okay. Um, what? Bring the noise, Phil. Bring the noise and the funk. <laughs> um, let's see. I did want to mention in passing, not take too much time, that I watched 12... Rounds. This masterpiece of cinema with uh, Mike Senna from the WWE, right? Well, yeah, it's they're not, not WWF anymore, right? Because they um, they can't be called. They have to be called entertainment now. Indeed. And I did the air quotes just now because <laughs> it, it's not 
Uh, spoiler alert. It's not real. They end up bloody sometimes. You can get hurt. Sure. Well, you can get hurt. I can get hurt walking down the street. <laughs> get killed walking your doggy. Oh. From heat, thank you. Indeed. Okay. So anyway. Poor people are crazy. I'm eccentric. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what's funny? Is that's going to relate to this. So, oh, awesome. So but anyway, Mike, Mike Senna uh, and uh, like nobody else. <laughs> Okay. And so the setup is he's a, a New Orleans cop mm. who there the uh, who like ca- accidentally kind of catches a su- an FBI suspect arms dealer dude accidentally then, okay and then uh, he's an awesome cop the his whose girlfriend runs away and gets mowed over by a giant truck <laughs> and the the bad guy blames the cop Mike Senna for this. And yeah. thus comes back a few later when he uh, a few years later when he escapes from prison to play twelve rounds of fun with Mike Senna. Who wouldn't want to do that? Indeed, and I'm, I'm like signing up for that online as we speak. Indeed, Mike Senna, if he wants to be in movies, needs to lose about fifty pounds because he <laughs> looks like. Uh, a, I don't know, a fucking tree. I mean, <laughs> Jesus Christ, like a mighty oak. Oh, he, he, he stands he, in these scenes and you're like, there's his girlfriend, there's Mike Sinna! <laughs> and you're like, I don't buy that at all. Is he yes, wearing he's a, got the muscles, but come on. Is he wearing a tap-out t-shirt? <laughs> no. Okay. But, uh, yeah, um, Rennie Harlan, I mean... Oh, Rennie Harlan... We hardly knew ye. Oh, we knew ye quite well. Well, actually, we did. Um, but what? But yeah, I mean, the, the times have not have not been well to Rennie. No, time has not treated Rennie well. No. I, what? I mean, ever since, and I can't remember what the breaking point was. If it was Long Kiss or, or just after that. Um, I but, think it must have but, been Cutthroat Island. No, Cutthroat was before Long Kiss. Right, but they were like more or less parallel. Well, they I mean, were they, a year or two apart. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean. I would say that, okay, Long Kiss, and if, if you disagree with me, let me know. Mm. But I think that Long Kiss was much better than Cutthroat Island. Right, but it was still a flop. Nobody wanted sure. to see it. Sure. Like I, I told you earlier, Gina Davis was about five or ten years past her sell-by date. Exactly. Especially I love be... that expression, <laughs> sell-by date. I love that. Especially in a big action picture. Who cared? Who wanted to see her in that? Anyway. Well, you know what? I and I will make a confession and, uh, Lord, here. No. Long Long Kiss is very fun, but uh, we were talking about, you know, child actors before, and that's one of the worst. Yeah. <laughs> Life is pain. You just, you just get, get used, used to, to it. Yeah. You have to you have to do the the, the, the lisp yeah. and the weird yeah. Lisp. I, I will make a confession, Phil, that I always sort of had a little bit of a thing for Gina Davis. I'm not sure why. Is it the jaw? I think it's the red hair. I, I just, I don't know. But anyway, whatever. Uh, yeah, ooh, that was me. That time. was you this time. Okay, people. <clears throat> but I'm not. can do it, too. It's a Dr. Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, Rennie Harlan, I wonder what, I sort of wonder, like, okay, he got these two big movies, and they basically said, okay, Rennie Harlan, you did uh, Die Hard 2, which was a big movie and made money and whatever. Yeah. And, uh, you know, 
here, direct these two big movies, and then they were both massive flops. Right. And it's, then... It's, see, it's funny. And I'm just looking now. I, I've pulled out the book. Ooh, the book. And so, yes, essentially, Die Hard 2, Cliffhanger, and then Cutthroat, and then Long Kiss. And then... And Deep Blue Sea. Which oh, was, God. Which is not a very good movie, but made money, and, and sure. I enjoy. And then Driven. Oh, Driven was the end. I, then, I gotta say Driven was the end. Yeah, probably, because then he was hired to, to reshoot The Exorcist. Oh, Lord. When, when uh, what's his name? Paul Schaefer just uh, ran yeah, it into it, the ground. Yeah, no, oh, Driven. Oh, Lord, that was and so bad. And after that, it's just been bad news. Mindhunters, I've seen it. It's Ooh, bad. that was Mind, Mindhunters with uh, Val Kilmer, right? Is he in that? I remember um, Christian Slater. Okay. But well, either way. Yeah, you know, I think it, you're right. I think Val Kilmer is in there. Um, and then The Covenant, which is like... Semi-gay porn. Oh, God! <laughs> I'm sorry I didn't see that one. <laughs> and then The Cleaner, which I think that's a Samuel L. Jackson like direct-to-video picture. And then the ma- master- masterpiece of 12 Rounds. But what I wanted to say about 12 Rounds is that okay. it's so bloody ridiculous that it's bizarre. Um, it is speed. It is exactly like somebody took the plot line of speed and kind of diced it up a bit and put it back in a movie and get, and there's no energy added to the movie. <laughs> well, okay. Well, the, the only thing about speed that was any good was that there was some energy there. What do you mean? Speed's quality, but, um, speed is quality. Um, and all you kids out there, <laughs> <laughs> speed is quality. Okay. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, but yeah, it's, it, it lacks just about any motivational push. It becomes obnoxious, especially the, the uh, FBI, the secondary bad guy, FBI guy, who's like, you know, all about the business, got to catch a bad guy, and who cares who dies, has like the most abrupt, like, oh, I've been wrong the entire movie. Let's go catch that guy. Oh, God. I hate and that you're shit. like, oh. Oh, I hate that. You know what? There is no reason to set up a character for an entire movie, then all of a sudden in the last ten minutes make him switch over to like, oh, I was wrong. No. Nobody <laughs> does that. Nobody does that. Oh, God. I hate that. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, Mike Senna, I don't think you have much of a fil- yeah. future in uh, film. Probably not. Unless you-, you do some kind of Howie Long route where... After making your one big uh, action flop, you take secondary parts all over the place. You are no Dwayne The Rock Johnson. No, that is, that is oh, quite correct. By the way, I heard, uh, not heard, like somebody told me this. <laughs> you know, it's like I was like, ooh, I have the ear to the Hollywood, uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I read somewhere that uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson is now out of his Disney contract, which he signed an exclusive Disney contract, so mm-hmm. he would make bullshit movies like The Tooth Fairy, and now he's actually free to make real movies, mm-hmm. unlike The Tooth Fairy, uh, so he might actually make some good movies again. I didn't mind the game plan. I thought it was okay. It I wasn't never saw bad. The Tooth Fairy, and I never saw Race to Witch Mountain. The original is awesome. Yes, it is. It is. Indeed. I loved that movie when I was a kid. Indeed. Um, but I will say this: 
The movies that he made before he signed that exclusive uh, Disney contract, right. like The Rundown, mm-hmm. The Rundown is a very underrated movie. It's awesomeness. It's a, it's a, I wouldn't call it a truckload of awesome sauce. It's like a... I don't, I don't know. know like I, it's, a, it's close to it for me. With uh, with Christopher Walken hamming it up as oh the bad guy. Oh my god, yeah. And Sean William Scott has rarely been funnier. Yeah. It works for me. No, it's a great movie. And the thing is, it's, it's so underrated. And uh, I think we may have talked about it on the podcast before. I think we did. But um, it, it's a great movie. But then he, uh, he, he signed this exclusive contract with Disney to make like four movies for him or uh-huh. whatever it was. And I was like, why would you do that? No kids want to really see you. Uh, because they made money. Why not? Well, sure. But, ah, that, Phil, me and, and you are probably, purists. We no, love you. You are. I don't care. I understand that people want the $30 million paycheck. Oh, fucking A. Why um, do you think that I get uh, somehow work into the podcast every single week, Con Air? Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I just worked at it again. I love it. Okay, moving on. Indeed. So, uh, that was my turn. What's you, what have you got? Uh, my turn would be The Joneses, I Indeed. think. We're going to shift I remember wanting to see that movie. I never got around to it because it was only out at like the Mayan for like two weeks. Sure, yeah, and I can see why. Because uh, it was a very... Um, I guess you could say it was a very... I wouldn't say art house movie, right. but it was a movie that would appeal to a very specific demographic. Mm-hmm. Indeed. People that would get the concept. Right. Which the concept was, and spoiler alert for anybody out there listening, well, it's the is, that, is that what it is, is that there's a company, and I'm, I know that they said the name of the company at some point, but um, they have this, they take these four people who are basically salespeople. They, uh, the concept is, is that there's a husband, a wife, and two kids, and they move into this really nice house, mm. and they have all this really nice shit, and they're basically there to like sell their lifestyle to the rest of the community. Right. And... Um, it's more or less product placement in real life, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a, it, it's a very interesting concept because I think that I I mean I wouldn't be surprised if some company would would try to do that <laughs> right really uh-huh. you know and then you know the husband's out there playing golf with all the guys and he's like oh these golf clubs have a lower center of gravity than yours and uh, you know whatever. And then the wife is like, oh, this lotion is just amazing, you know, and whatever. And uh, it was a very interesting uh, movie because it was sort of taking the consumerism thing and ramping it up a little bit. Right. You know? Uh-huh. And uh, it, it's almost like a movie that Michael Moore would like to make but <laughs> couldn't actually get to. Uh, he had to settle for Canadian bacon. Uh, right. No, I'm just saying, I, I mean, I mean, it's, it, it was like, it was a movie that there are a lot of people that would like to make, yeah, but just probably couldn't quite get there. Right. And it stars David Duchovny and Demi Moore mm-hmm. and um, uh, the guy from, uh, <laughs> no, Michael, uh, 
Ooh. Cole is his last name. Uh, Gary? Gary Cole, yes. Um, and um, From Office Space. Right. And the... Uh, oh, Miss Scarlet! Leslie Ann Warren? Yes. Is in that? Holy Jesus! <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's she, like a selling point for me. Oh, no. Leslie Ann Warren is Gary Cole's wife Ooh. in the movie. Uh-huh. And uh, it's it's it it sort of explores the fact that like the uh, I can speak English I swear um, David Duchovny has the like issues with the fact that he's pretending to be somebody that he's not right to sell all this shit and again spoiler alert uh, Gary Cole is trying to keep up with him. Hence the name the Joneses. Right. Okay. And Gary Cole kind of loses it mm-hmm. and kills himself with one of the things that uh, David Duchovny sells him. <laughs> uh, but no, it was actually it was a really interesting movie, and I think that it was really well done. The only thing that I had an issue with. Not an issue necessarily. I'm still trying to figure this out. Mm-hmm. At the end, okay. Uh, David Duchovny falls in love with Demi Moore. And mm-hmm. Demi Moore is like this super saleswoman. She has done this like six other times. She's had six like fake families and they moved into all these various uh, neighborhoods and stuff. But David Duchovny falls in love with her. And uh, he goes back to like say, I love you. I want you to come away with me and be, you know, in the real world and all this crap. Mm -hmm. And I was really wondering if they would go like, no, I'm just going to do this Mm -hmm. because I'm really good at this. Right. Or no, I love you. Let's run away together, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was funny because I almost, I almost felt like I wanted them. I wanted Demi Moore to say no. I this is what, this is what I want to do because I'm good at it and everything. And then I went, wow, I'm really cynical. Yes, what the are. hell is wrong with me? Conan O'Brien would be mad at you. I know, man. What the hell? <laughs> I was like, I was thinking, well, it would be, uh, you know, this sort of anti-materialistic movie. And I'm like, what the hell? I'm just being way too cynical right now. <laughs> it's you. I know. We have to expect this. Oh, uh, yeah. You know what, listeners? If you don't understand that I am very cynical at this point, then you <laughs> haven't been listening. <laughs> and see, I'm the optimist. I know, right? Well, we play well off each other. Indeed. Then. Exactly. But no, I think that, and I told you this before uh, I came over to do the, the podcast, uh-huh. I think that uh, David Duchovny is a little bit of an underrated actor. Uh, I, think in I his, don't know if I can agree with that. Well, um, I think in his little niche. <laughs> yeah, and it's a little one. Uh-huh. Yeah, but he's, you know, he's a fairly charming guy. A and he, monotone middle-aged gentleman, yeah. Sure, I mean, he's a fairly charming guy. Sure, seems like he has sure. a fairly good sense of humor and Indeed, stuff. Indeed, he does. So. He does. He just has never had much of a range. Sure. Yeah. There's not much range there. No. No. Like <laughs> much like me. <laughs> I have no range. I talk about boobs and um, uh, I don't know. Shit blown up. 
And occasionally movies interjected with more boobs. Exactly. Well, you know, I like the movies with the boobs in them too. So that 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 <laughs> sort of like out. combines the two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of movies with boobs in them, uh-oh, we got to talk about Machete. We were gonna save that till later. Okay, with, never mind. With my okay. gem. Go ahead. Sorry. Hey, stay tuned, people. Machete's <laughs> coming. Machete. Machete. I did want to talk about survival of the dead. You missed it. Yes, I did miss it. Um. Okay. Here's the thing. So, plot point. This is like uh, the fifth or sixth. <laughs> I think it might be the sixth. I think it, it is the sixth de- uh, dead movie that George sure. A. Romero has made. Yeah. Because there was uh, Night of the Living Dead. Uh, Dawn of the Dead and Day of the Dead and then what? Land? Land of the Dead. Land, Diary, and Survivor. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. So, um, and in Diary, he went back to the beginning and said, okay, we're going to go back to the start and tell it with kids. Yeah. So, um, which was stupid, but whatever. I'm getting there. Okay. So this one uh, uh, takes a minor character from Diary and in fact, it was only in one scene and plays off the rest of the movie. Um... Uh, it's okay. So the, this group of like uh, AWOL military people um, is trying to find a safe place to go, and uh, this guy on the internet, um, <laughs> the internet says, is still up and running at yes, this point. Yes, it is. Okay, um, no. says you know, uh, puts a video out there saying like, "Come on down to my island." And for some reason, he's got a weird Irish accent, despite the fact that his family, the, his, the two warring clans on this island are supposed to have lived there for hundreds of years. Okay. The explanation you're, I think, intended to think of is that they've been isolated on this island for so long that they've never really changed. Yada, yada, yada. Okay. Anyway, so two warring clans on the island, one that believes um, the dead should just be killed, and the other that believes um, we need to uh, put down the... or uh, The dead should just be killed, and the other family believes that we need to put them to work so that maybe eventually... They'll come back. What? So, like... Okay, so there's one family that actually sees what's going on and one family that's a bunch of morons? Well, no. For religious reasons, they believe... Okay. They believe that um, their souls must still be around. Oh, God. Will okay. eventually come back to their body. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah, okay. Yeah, sure. We won't get um, into a religious debate here. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, military guys come back, help the one patriarch of the family was kicked off the island, come back to the island, and then, you know, chaos ensues. Obviously. And zombies biting and, and all that stuff. <laughs> okay. I will not spew liquid out of my nose as much as you would like me to, Phil. Oh. Oh, I know, right? Okay. So the the big conceit is that is that the family that wants to keep the dead around because they're your family members and stuff, oh, um, is trying to get the dead to eat animals. They don't want to eat animals. They just okay. want to eat people. Sure. So um, so they've been putting you know lone dead dudes in the in like a corral with a pig and keeping them there for weeks to see if they'll get desperate enough to eat the pig. Okay. It hasn't worked. Oh. Really? Yeah. So and they then, just won't do it? Right. Fucking zombies. <laughs> so, but, uh, but anyway, so, you know, there's all this tension between the two families. They, they want to start a war between each other on this kind of last peaceful island kind of thing. Yeah, Lord. And uh, these military guys are stuck in the middle, yada, yada, yada. 
I'm not entirely sure what the message was unless there's supposed to be like a political um, uh, corollary to the Democrats and Republicans. I don't know. You know, I'm not sure that uh, George Romero really has any message anymore. I think, honestly... No, any... I mean, and see, this is my next point, because I don't okay. think we ever talked about it, is, is that for my money, if you compare this to the last one, which is very similar to, uh, which was Diary of the Dead. Sure. Diary of the Dead was arguably a more annoying feature. Sure. Um, and this movie, less annoying and much more watchable, but Diary yeah. has stuck in my head because the message resonates Sure. Survival, I didn't get so much. It's more, it's, it seems more straightforward of a zombie picture. Sure. Well, see, my thing is, is that with Romero, I wonder if uh, Romero is sort of just coasting on this whole thing for a while. Like, he goes, well, you know, I made these iconic pictures, uh, you know, uh, Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead especially... And then Day of the Dead, maybe not as much, <laughs> yeah. but he came back to it and he went, you know what, look, I made these, these movies that were, I, again, iconic, but then now I'm not really sure I have that much left to say, you know? I mean, I, don't I think know. he's got plenty to say. Honestly, for me, the diary, uh, diary of the Dead, uh, the message was very important. And, uh, and, and that made the movie better than it, the movie actually was. Okay. Um, survival of the Dead, I'm not sure I get it. Again, unless there's some political corollary or it's just that humans are the monsters instead of the zombies kind of thing. You well, know? yeah, but that's... That the dark tends, recesses of our hearts. Sure, but that tends to be sort of the fallback message for right. any zombie movie. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's like, you know, oh, you know, people can be worse than monsters. It's like, really? Well, you know, look at anything in the world and that's that's true you know it's like i can you know kick a cat in the face and uh yeah i'm worse than a zombie Tiger, run away i know right but i wouldn't do that to a zombie or a zombie wouldn't do that to anybody else i don't know my my thing is is that i wonder if uh romero again if Romero is coasting a little bit. Well, of course. I think this is pretty much what he has left to do. Nobody's going to really hire him for anything but these movies anymore. Well, sure. So and I think he's, he's taking what messages he wants to say and putting them in these, in these dead pictures. Sure. but And you know what? I will never fault Romero because, honestly, he started the whole zombie thing. Correct. Him and, um, what's his name, uh, Fulci, yeah. the Italian guy. Uh-huh. Um, he started the whole thing. And honestly, you can't say anything bad about that at all. But at the same time, it's like uh, when you look at – if you go back and watch uh, Dawn of the Dead, it's like that was such a statement about like consumerism and right. whatever. And it's like I think that he uh, – Romero kind of goes like now he's like, oh, I get to make more movies. But – uh, I can't make the crazies anymore because, like, that was nothing that really resonated with anybody. So I'll just keep making these zombie movies over and over and over again. Uh-huh. I don't know. It's... Yeah, sorry. I'm, like, half and half on the whole thing. It's like, <laughs> I like Romero a lot, mm-hmm. and I love zombie movies. I will basically watch any zombie movie that's <laughs> out there. I really will. And, uh, you know, I just recently watched uh, Shaun of the Dead again. Uh-huh. That is such a good movie. Yes, I love is. that movie. Yes, it is. Okay, but anyway, uh, Romero, good on you. Uh, keep <laughs> making your movies, man. 
But I also thought that he was only going to make the three. Uh, night, yes, dawn, that. and day. And I had read somewhere... I think day was so bad, nobody wanted him to make more, and it was 20 years before anybody let him make another dead movie. Well, and that's the thing, is it's like people had such an appreciation for the first two, they went, oh, you know, well, just sort of ignore day, because it was terrible. (laughs) Except for the one saying, yes, and we've mentioned it on a podcast before. Yes, we have. (laughs) (laughs) Youch. Okay. Um, Moving on. Indeed. Indeed. Um, so yeah, I, my end point on Survival of the Dead is that obviously if you enjoy Romero or zombies, see it. Yeah, you know what? I, For me, a Romero zombie movie is a is an automatic I'm going to see it. Sure, sure. Definitely. For me too. Because, I mean, even though I saw that John Leguizamo was in Diary, I was just like, no, I, uh, was it Diary? Land. Land of the Dead, yeah. I hate John Leguizamo. Uh, you know, hey, John, if you're listening, you can suck on it. I just, <laughs> I just the guy is so annoying, but I, I still I watched enjoy, it. I enjoyed Land of the Dead. I didn't say I didn't like the movie. I just hate John Leguizamo. What? He's so irritating. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> so this, the, the title of this podcast is John Leguizamo Go Fuck Yourself. Well, that's blunt. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, maybe we'll get sued and get famous. <laughs> Unlikely. Um, <laughs> what? Getting sued or getting famous? Getting famous. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sued? Much yeah. more likely. Yeah, than getting famous. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything else you had to talk about? Uh, not with that movie. Okay. Um, anything else? Oh, sure. Um, killers. Oh. Oh. Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, yeah. That's a, a that, mark of some kind again on that movie. Yeah, well, okay. Here's the thing. That movie, and the just to explain it a little bit, the plot line of the movie is the same thing, more or less, as Night and Day. Right. Where the guy is a contract killer or a CIA agent or something, and he meets this girl... And they fall in love, and he, uh, you know, he gets out of the game to be with this woman that he loves so much, played by uh, Heigl. Catherine Heigl, yeah. And um, it's, uh, the concept of the movie is, this is one of, the, oh man, excuse me, this is one, another one of those ones that was not marketed right at all, but at the same at the same time, was not written right at all. The way that it it played out was that he married Catherine Heigl, and he got out of the game, and uh, he, you know, he wanted to have this normal life. So they had this normal life for like a couple years, and then all of a sudden, all these people wanted to kill him because he had this big, uh, you know, hit on him or whatever. Mm-hmm. But. It could have been great because all the killers were his neighbors. Uh-huh. And they had been implanted for like, whatever, a year or two uh-huh. to try and kill him. Because uh-huh. it was like a $20 million payoff. But they played it off as if it was like sort of more of this straightforward, uh, I don't know, 
uh, action slash, uh, I don't know, like romantic comedy kind of thing. Right. But I will tell you this. If it would have been written as a real black comedy, it would have been great. (laughs) That movie had such potential to be good. Yeah. But it just wasn't. I always wonder, Robert Luketic, because Legally Blonde, which was his first movie, was so great. Yeah. And nothing he's done since has been at all good. Well, see, here's the thing. I was watching that movie, and the entire time I'm thinking, if this movie was written as almost sort of like a Heathers type of thing, right? it would have been great. It, w- it had such potential, because all the neighbors... In this quote unquote perfect neighborhood, you know, were uh, uh, killers that uh, were embedded for a year or two because it was a $20 million payoff to kill this guy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that was such a great premise, and you just fucked it up. <laughs> Did you know that apparently that was the most expensive movie Lionsgate has ever produced? I will say this. The um, there were some chase sequences uh-huh. that were through these sort of suburban neighborhoods mm-hmm. that were great. Honestly, they were they were like they, uh, there were chase sequences like where people were crashing through uh, fences in these backyards and all this stuff. There were some great chase sequences in that, which is funny because it's like you see all these neighborhoods sometimes. Where they're still doing construction all the time. Right. And, you know, there's this, like, there'll be a house next to an empty lot that has a big hole in it, you mm-hmm. know, whatever. There were some great chase sequences in that movie. Huh. And I, I really, actually, really appreciated those sequences. I was like, wow, these are really good. <laughs> Why is this movie not better? You know? <laughs> because Ashton Kutcher's in it. Well, he didn't de- detract from it. It was just that it was not written the right way. And maybe this is just me being, you know, uh, my opinion or whatever. (laughs) Did I just do air quotes around opinion? Opinion? Okay. Okay. I'm not sure why I did that. (laughs) My opinion. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, it it could have been so much better. But I will say this. The the chase sequences in the neighborhoods, Mm -hmm. the, the... if anybody out there is in Denver knows what we're talking about, the Highlands Ranch type neighborhoods, uh, those were great. They really were. And I am a very, I'm a, I'm a fan of like, you know, the action movies and stuff like that. They were great. They really were. And I think that if that movie would have been written a little more on the darker side, mm-hmm. it would have been so much better. Yeah. Well. So, I don't know that I would necessarily do? recommend it. Yeah. But... I mean, if you can catch the chase sequences, like, I don't know, look them up on YouTube or something. <laughs> oh, good idea. So, uh, you also shot Machete. Machete. We titled the, uh, the, one of the podcasts A Truckload of Awesome Sauce, and I had the picture of Machete on that. Uh-huh. Yes, it was a truckload of awesome sauce. Phil. See, I have heard not good things. Oh, Phil, you have not been listening to the right people. Like, it takes on issues that it doesn't know how to well, handle. Well, here's the thing. Okay. Because it's, it's about immigration, right? Sure, yeah. Um, I think that 
it took on the wrong issue uh-huh. when it came to immigration, but at the same time, the spirit of it was exactly right. Right. It was a continuation of, you know, Robert Rodriguez Planet Terror. Uh-huh. You know, and it was awesome. I mean, <laughs> seriously, it, there was no holds barred in that movie. Right. And I love that about it. <laughs> and even if it wasn't a great movie. Right. You can't you can't say <laughs> shit about that, right? I what was it that I read that they they used the scenes from the trailer they created for Grindhouse like without edit. So all of a sure. sudden like when Machete has sex with supposedly Les, uh, Lindsay Lohan and, and, and her mother, mother it like it's no longer Lindsay Lohan it's just some nameless blonde who was in the trailer. Sure, yeah. And the thing is the thing is about that it kind of makes sense because in these like exploitation movies, you know, maybe there was a body double that didn't even necessarily have to look like the girl right. except for whatever. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, it was it was uh, it was there was no uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of the right way to say okay, Phil, shit. Um, there was no concept of. This has to be a great movie. Right. It was awesome. I mean, it was like the Greenhouse thing. Uh-huh. You know? And I will say this. Danny Trejo, not bad. Not bad at all. In what way? He, uh, he got it. Yeah. And, uh... He's, that's what he does. Well, right, know? but... There are people that were in movies like that that mm. didn't necessarily get it all the way. Yeah. And uh, he got it totally. He he just basically didn't change his facial expression the entire time. And, <laughs> you know, he talked in this real gravelly voice, and you know, whatever. Uh-huh. Um, I will say this though, I'm not exactly sure why uh, they cast uh, Steven Seagal mm-hmm. as a Mexican crime lord. Um, threw me off a little. Why? Uh, because it's really weird Mexican accent, and I just... I just <laughs> but that's the point! I know, but I just, I, I don't know, it was so weird, it was like... That's the grindhouse thing, right, is if you, sure. get, if you get a major actor, no matter who it is, you plug him into the part. Sure. Uh, yeah, well, I will say this, though, too, uh, Robert De Niro, in that movie, actually looked like he was invested in the movie more than I have seen him in a long time. Yeah. Weirdly enough, it took Machete to get him to actually invest in the movie. He looked like he had, was he he's was been, having fun. He's been on autopilot and, for a decade, yeah. And that's the thing, is that he didn't look like he was on that autopilot. Maybe he was, I don't know. Uh, and, you know, Robert De Niro, give us a call if you want to. <laughs> um, but... No, I was like, wow, he actually seems like he's having some fun and he's actually getting into this movie. Uh, I was like, because I remember when I saw the preview, I was like, Robert De Niro? Yeah, yeah. He's like the corrupt senator. Yeah. Yeah. So I enjoyed it and I would recommend it to anybody out there that (laughs) wants to see Lindsay Lohan naked, even though it's not really Lindsay Lohan. (laughs) Of course, who hasn't seen Lindsay Lohan naked? Indeed. Oh, hell. Good Lord. I've been talking now for about 40 minutes straight. I know. 
Okay. I'm just letting you go. I know. Yay. Yeah, hey, you know what? You just keep going, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want to do a smoke break and come right back? I suppose if you want. All righty then. Smoke break, people. We have returned. Smoke break over. And um, I'm thinking that uh, we need to go out with, I don't know, one of yours. Because I've been talking for like, seriously, about 45 <laughs> minutes straight. <laughs> sure. I saw Piranha. Oh. 3D. Oh, man. I got to see this. This is <laughs> what, Honestly, this is the movie that I really wanted to like break my 3D cherry on. And I haven't seen it yet. God. I know, right? He's been around for like five years and you haven't seen a movie nope, in I 3D? Have, I have not. What okay. a worthless <laughs> excuse for a film buff. I know, right? I'm like, <laughs> I feel bad. Um, so Piranha 3D stars Elizabeth Shue. Who I do love. Everybody loves Elizabeth Shue and the bitch retired, god damn it. Wow, really? Um, yeah, well, I mean, okay. for like, what, five or ten years in there. Well, and then she, she was... showed back up in Hamlet <laughs> 2. <laughs> right. You know, I, who was I talking to? Maybe it was you the other day uh, who I was like, did you see Hamlet 2? And you're like, no. Yeah, no, it was me. I was like, <laughs> I was like there's, a, there's a Hamlet 2? <laughs> really? See it. It is bizarre in a hilarious fashion. <laughs> awesome. Anyway, um, so Elizabeth Shue plays the... Local sheriff on Lake Victoria, which right. is a, uh, you know, uh, step in for Lake Havasu or Lake Mead. Sure. Whatever you want to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, uh, during spring break, and uh, it's got a guy who I recognize but didn't quite know as the, uh, as the main guy character. And like Steve McQueen's nephew or something is in the movie. <laughs> And his name is Stephen R. McQueen. Oh, um, God. And uh, Christopher Lloyd, Ving Rhames. Christopher um, Lloyd? Yes. Holy crap, okay. Um, <laughs> and uh, it is gleefully terrible. Nice. Terrible. Like, like good terrible? or like I mean, like Glimmer Man terrible or like uh, just terrible? Oh, no, it's intentionally terrible. It's, oh, sure. It's pretty great. Okay, um, awesome. So uh, the essential plot line, if you didn't get it from any of the promotional materials, is that uh, Earthquake breaks open giant hole in the ground and lots of voracious prehistoric piranha come up during spring break and proceed to disrupt said occasion. <laughs> <laughs> said uh, nudity. Indeed. I've so, heard that it's bloody... And nudity filled and just awesome sauce. In, indeed. Okay. Um, it is uh, possibly one of the bloodiest films I've ever seen. Really? Uh, correct. And wow. there's a lot of nudity. A, a lot of nudity. I, a lot. <laughs> okay, um, so I'm, I'm, I'm getting the impression there's a lot of nudity in this movie. A lot. <laughs> um, so it, it has some, uh, some nods to other pictures. It opens... With Richard Dreyfus sitting in his fishing boat on Lake Victoria, and the earthquake happens, and it and the and the earth opens up, and and uh, his little fishing boat gets caught in a whirlpool as the water goes down into this other lake or whatever I don't know, um, and then uh, he gets eaten. Oh, and spoiler course, alert! It's the first two minutes. <laughs> no, I know. I that was a joke, Phil. Thanks for thanks for shitting all over my joke. 
Well, it deserved it. Okay, you're probably right. Um, but no, he's singing, you know, show me the way to go home. I'm tired and I want to go to bed. So it's, <laughs> it's, okay, a, it's okay. a Jaws thing, yeah, yeah, clearly. Yeah. Right. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so it's, it's it, it, Richard Drivers has a two-minute part. Um, really? Yeah. Wow, because he was in the preview, like, for the... Okay, whatever. Sorry. <laughs> gone. It's like, it's like before the credits. He's oh, gone. geez, okay. Uh, it's like, it's, I, I would... Uh, it resembles, say, Drew Barrymore's part in Scream, where he just gotcha. comes on like, I'm okay. Richard Dreyfuss, and I've been eaten. Right, um, okay. <laughs> gotcha, yeah. So, and then, you know, people come in to go look at the thing, and they find the piranha, and the piranha are getting closer to spring break. Oh, Lord. And all this stuff, and, uh, <laughs> and uh, Jerry O'Donnell plays um, the Girls Gone Wild dude. <laughs> uh um, out making wild, wild girls. <laughs> oh, yeah, because you wouldn't want to stray too far from the, the title <laughs> because nobody would know what you're talking Indeed. about, right? Um, and so, yeah, you know, you've got all these characters on the lake. Uh, the funniest bit, the thing I found, because, you know, everybody's sitting there wondering, like, I know everybody is, and don't lie. How would the piranha survive for thousands of years in an underground lake? Sure. <laughs> and so there's one throwaway line to explain it. Really? So they're looking at it in the in the aquarium. You know, they poured it into a giant aquarium, and it's like, rah, 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 you know, right. being all piranha-like. Oh, piranha-ly. Christopher Lloyd is staring at it, and he's like, and somebody says, like, how have they survived all this time? And Christopher's like, cannibalism. And that's it. That's it? Yes. Yo. Like, look at all the scars on his scales. Well, like, okay. Yeah, okay. Okay. If you say so. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Well, you know what the thing, the, the great thing about a movie like that is that you don't really have to explain it really. It's like, okay, well, we're... It serves a point, too. Well, sure, but at it's least the same... two minutes, you know, one line of explanation is good, but sure. yeah, you've got to have the explanation. Sure, but um, at the same time, it's almost like, you know, you know why you're seeing this. <laughs> you want to see people get eaten, Indeed. and you want to see uh, naked chicks get uh, dragged underwater by the piranha. Do you really need a reason? <laughs> you know? So, uh, the 3D is kind of throwaway. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, <sighs> every, it's used in the great tradition of, say... Jaws 3D. That's um, disappointing. Where occasionally a body part will just kind of float at you, or the or the fish will snap at your face. Right. It's it's fun. That's disappointing because what? it's called three Piranha 3D, man. Right, and it's worked, but it's not used in the in the new fangled 3D. It's used in the old fangled 3D. Oh, it's just okay. a stunt. Okay, sure. Where occasionally something will leap at your face, kind of. Thing. Sure. No, that's um, that's cool though. I mean. It is obviously a throwback to all the old stuff, Correct. you know, yes. and I, I totally get that and I, I totally appreciate that because <laughs> when I saw the trailer for Piranha 3D, I was like, that's awesome. That's <laughs> something that, uh, you know, would have been made in like 1955, you know, and, and they would put yeah. a, like a buzzer in your seat or something, <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's, I mean, to illustrate the violence, I'll tell two stories. Okay. So, uh, at, at one point during the mayhem at the end, when, when the piranha are attacking the spring breakers, um, this guy goes all nut balls and he gets in his boat and just starts the engine and just starts going through with co-eds flying in the <laughs> water and running over people left and right. And he gets this girl's hair caught in his propeller. Oh, Lord. And she's sitting there like, oh, my God, my hair, my hair, blah, 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 blah. And he 
he's just trying to start the engine over and over and over again because people are starting to swamp his boat to try and get out of the water. And, uh, and uh, he starts the engine, and her face comes off. <laughs> it was fucking awesome. I was like, nice. No, I got her face just came off. Nice. Nice. And then, Girl blows up. As a callback. No, that's awesome. Okay. <laughs> and then, what was the other one? Oh, Jerry O'Connell dies in a rather interesting fashion. Um, Hopefully. He has his wiener nod off. I have heard this. Yes, that and it's one of the it's one of the funnier moments with the 3D because like um you it just goes down below and there's his little winky flying along <laughs> underwater and a couple piranha come up and start nipping at it and fighting over it and one swallows it and then the fish kind of comes at you on the screen and then it vomits up the penis. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard this, like that you have like, you have like a 3D wiener coming at you. Yep. That's like okay, well, um, freaking awesome. Yeah, yeah. I I don't even know what to say about that. <laughs> so yes, it's not scary. It it does pull the startled strings every now and again. Eli Roth, I love it. Died horribly. Yeah, <laughs> I hate that guy. So I was like, yeah, you're like, yeah right. You know, um, you're like, oh, that fucking. <laughs> Douchebag needs to <laughs> die. Exactly. So I would have... It's a hearty recommend. Good. Unfortunately, when I went to see it with my friend, we were one of like four people in the theater on a Saturday night. Ooh. So uh, it's going to be gone soon, so go see it. Uh, yeah, you know what? I, I had said at one point on the podcast that that may be my 3D cherry breaker, uh-huh. but I think that I may be too late at I this point. You probably are. Ugh. Least, I don't know. I certainly just, by certainly well by tonight it's it's done. Yeah. Oh man. I don't know. I just I think that the spirit of that movie is just I love it. You know yeah. what I mean? Alexander Aja. It's funny because I I really think he's one of the better horror movies working today. Directors and people just seem to keep ignoring him. I know, but see I the, mean Mirrors wasn't very good. It had a really like. Uh, jaw dropping. Oh, I should <laughs> literally jaw dropping um, scene in it. Uh, but other than that, it wasn't so great. But this movie is pitch perfect. Uh, uh, what the Hills Have Eyes, the remake. Oh yeah, was, was one of the most disturbing film experiences sure. I've ever had. Sure. <laughs> well, are you talking about the first one or the second one? The first one, right? The remake. Yeah. Well, there was the Hills Have Eyes too, though. Would I be talking about the Hells Have Eyes too? Oh, excuse me. <laughs> no, but it was actually you're right. I think that um, that's a guy who actually gets a gets a horror movie, right? You know, and um, if it's if it's uh, if it's a horror movie that's going to be sort of uh, campy or cheesy or whatever, yeah. fine. Uh-huh. You know, do it. Do it up. Yeah, that's what I mean. Because it's this, like, this was in the great tradition. There were like boobies every two minutes, uh, rabid fish the other every, <laughs> right? the other every two minutes, and uh, and great yeah, great no, fun ensued. Exactly. See, you gotta you gotta like do it up like what you said. It's like um, if you're gonna make a horror movie, man, just do it. You know. Yeah. Uh, you know, don't do one of these like sort of PG thirteen bullshit, whatever. I know. Just make a horror movie, man. Yeah. Do you think that Wes Craven or whoever was like, oh well, we can't do this too much because uh, you know 
the well, 13-year-olds might not be able to get into it. kind of annoying to me the way they make horror movies now. Because, and I, you know, I'm not trying to get all political, but <laughs> they, they always seem to have to have a strong female character. Sure. And I'm like, that's great. But not every movie has to have that. Sure. Make a fucking horror movie. Like, okay, uh, Friday the, thir- the 13th. Well, sure, it did have a, a strong female character, but it was only really about... Uh, people getting chopped into pieces right. and showing some, uh, you know, 19-year-old tits. <laughs> you know, really, I'm all about that. And it, and it's not me being a jerk. It's just, <laughs> you know, that's what you want to see. Yeah. Uh, to a certain extent, Hollywood has kind of dulled a lot of movies, especially genre pictures over the past 20 years. Oh, sure. Because they're like, well, we want girls to be able to see it on a date, so we'll give them a strong female character. Oh, and fucking. And boys will automatically come just for the violence. Yeah. No, it's no. not going to be as cool. Yeah, no, make a real fucking movie. And it sounds to me like this movie was actually sort of a real movie. And it Indeed. sounds to me like... It's a, it's a horror, it's a creature feature horror picture in the best sense. I would, I'm all on board with that one. Indeed. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's about all I have to say about Piranha. Well, no, I actually, like I said, I, I was, I had said at one point on the podcast that that was going to be the one that I would see in 3D. And I hope I haven't missed it, but I think I may have. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> okay. Enough. Okay. So um, let's, uh, get, considering this is the uh, toward the end of the podcast, Indeed. let's move into the trailer section. Indeed. Okay. The town. Yes, I, I saw it. I saw it too. <laughs> it looked wicked good. It looked wicked awesome. Yeah, wicked good, you know. Uh, you know, the Boston guys. <laughs> you are. You are. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, John Hamm, Ben Affleck, who directed. Well, I thought it was hilarious that they said that from the director who brought you Gone Baby Gone. Not that anybody knows who that is, you know. I mean, I don't know. I yeah. just, for me, that was a little ridiculous. But. I, I think, will say well, that... Well, I think it's probably Ben Affleck saying you can't just say directed by Ben Affleck because people might sure. say it, think it's a stunt. Sure. There's not a lot of people saw Gone Baby Gone. It was a good movie, though. It was an excellent movie, and I suspect this one will be quite good. I do, it too. It looks very good. It does look very good. Uh, I think it looks like another sort of along the lines of Gone Baby Gone, and but Ben Affleck had put himself into this movie, so right. he's the star and the director. Rather than having his brother sub for it. Sure, sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, I, and, but no, I think it looked really good. I think that, uh, oddly enough, I think that Ben Affleck uh, has a very pretty good touch as a director. Yeah, well, we'll see. This will be the this will be the second one. Well, it'll be a good test to see if it's a one-off or not. Yeah, no, I I thought it looked good. And the story, does anybody out there care about the story, or they just care <laughs> about the? Well, it's bank robbers, right? Yeah, yeah. Essentially, and you know, FBI chasing them, yada yada yeah. yada. Family difficulties. Oh sure. South side drama. Southies, you know. Southies. 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 Well, I I wonder. I wonder if John Hamm uh, translates to the big, the big screen because he is. Good lord, I have hiccups. I'm sorry. Um, he obviously uh, has a really, real. God, he really has a. 
That's the problem about a podcast. You can't hold your breath. For I know, right? Or whatever. But no, he has a very popular role, role on a very popular TV show. Indeed. And, and honestly, uh, he looks a bit square for me for the movies. He looks kind of TV. So we'll see. We'll, we'll see. I'm, I'm withholding judgment, but he looks pretty TV in the trailer. Yeah, and see, the thing was, too, is that what I noticed about the trailer when I saw it is that he didn't really stand out. Right. At all. Yeah. Um, you know, more or less, everybody else did, but he didn't. Uh-huh. And maybe that was intentional. I don't know. But uh, he, he really didn't. And I think that John, ha- John Hamm is a good actor. I've seen uh, Mad Men, and I think he's a good actor. But mm, we'll see, I guess. <laughs> you know? <laughs> We will see. Sir. We shall see. We will see. Okay. So, next trailer. Indeed. Unstoppable. I have not seen this, so dish. Okay. Uh, Denzel Washington. Oy. Obviously, because it was directed by Tony Scott. Oy, oy, oy. Come on, Phil. Don't shit on me already. Oy, 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 oy. Come on. Come okay. on, this sounds like a winner. Denzel and Tony together for the 18th time. Right, right. Less okay. and less successfully. Oh, ouch. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, um, it's about it's about a train conductor played by Denzel Washington. I conduct trains. <laughs> I have I have horn rim glasses on. That means I'm serious. <laughs> um, so anyway, a uh, train conductor playing by played by uh, Denzel Washington. And his apprentice, apparently, uh, played by Daniel... Daniel? Uh, Pine. Chris. Chris Pine. Where did I come up with Daniel? Okay, um, Chris Pine of uh, Star Trek fame. Yes, yes. Uh, Midget. (laughs) With a big head. Indeed. Why are we just talking shit about people right now? I get whatever. Well, anyway. it, because this movie is like a confluence of evils for me. Oh, seriously? Like, I'm, not a, I'm not the biggest fan of Tony Scott, and personally, I think he's kind of lost it. Denzel has done nothing uh, except like a couple Spike Lee movies, except for Tony Scott movies in the last decade. It's old. Okay, well then let me just. And ex- Chris Pine is a fucking midget. You should fucking die. Anyway. Oh, uh, well, okay. Um, Chris Pine, <laughs> we apologize if we lost I don't your apologize. Li- we, uh, if we lost your listenership here just now. But anyway. <laughs> I'm done with those guys. <laughs> I'm going to go do Star Trek again. <laughs> okay. I know that's what he sounds like. Oh, okay. Well, anyway. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. Yes, Unstoppable. Um, so I don't really get... The, the basic... Well, I get it, but, like, I don't understand... Well, like, okay, I get it. I the, like it. I get it. Nah, I don't like it. Um, <laughs> but the premise is, is there's a train is somewhere up in the Northeast, New York or somewhere, <laughs> yeah. that is uh, running without a conductor. And oh. it's, it's uh, out of control. And Denzel Washington and uh, Chris Pine are trying to stop it before it crashes into a school or something. And there's like all these kids that are somehow in danger and uh, whatever. I don't know. Um, And there's lots of flashy shots and it's Tony Scott and I'm going to watch it. Because I love Tony Scott. I'm going to watch it. Actually, I will say this though. Um, From the trailer that I saw, Uh Chris Pine... 
doesn't actually look bad. Like, I mean, it looks like he, it, he looks like he's doing a decent job in it. I can't say that, you know, from a trailer you can judge the whole movie or whatever. But right. at the same time, I thought actually that, uh, you know, I, I thought he, he looked like he was doing a decent job. And of course, Denzel is just in Denzel mode. You know, I mean, he's just, yeah, I mean, he's just doing, you know, I'm going to save these kids, God damn it, kind of thing, you know, whatever, I don't know. And, you know, whatever, that's, okay, that was it, (laughs) (laughs) that was it, I just, there's a train that's going to crash into some shit, and there's some kids that somehow uh, are on the train or something, (laughs) I don't know. We don't know. Uh, Yeah, Um, I really didn't. I have to say that I think... Outside of the Inside Man, the last movie I actually liked Denzel in was Out of Time. Mm. And it was because he didn't have a big chance to be self-fucking-righteous. It was just a simple thriller, and I enjoyed it. Sure. No, I like that movie. Too often, he picks movies where he gets up on a soapbox and yells at me for two hours. Well, he didn't do that in Man on Fire, did he? No, but he got to act self-righteous. I just watched Man on Fire the other day, but he didn't get all self-righteous, I didn't think, in that movie. Whatever. Okay. I gotta save this girl! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you know, and it's like, oh, I'm not gonna drink anymore, and I'm, I'm whatever. I See, self-righteous. self-righteous. See, self-righteous. Um, subtitled Denzel Washington. Indeed. Okay. Denzel, we love you. We really do. And Tony Scott, we love you even more. Uh, okay, fine. <laughs> All right, so anything else you want to go out on? I don't think so. All right, well then, Phil, where can we be reached? Fuck if I know. Can you you FBI Gmail? That evil gmail.com. Gmail is evil? Of course, Google is evil. Sure. You know, I read something. Okay, okay. Okay. Aside, before we go out. I read something the other day that Google was... um, was going to enter the online rental business to challenge Netflix. And I really wanted to just get online and, you know, Facebook post my hatred of that company. Really? I use nothing of them. I hate them. Oh. I don't, I don't know. I just, I, they're so... Well, are they like the evil empire? I, I, really like think, the, I really think they kind of are. They're like the... They're uh, like an octopus that wants to be in every pie. And I don't want to see him there. I'm happy with MapQuest. I'm happy with <laughs> right? Yahoo. I'm happy... Ugh. Well, like, I mean, especially MapQuest, because they're based in Denver. Fuck yeah, their product is better. MapQuest, okay. whenever I have had the unfortunate to use Google Maps... They fucking get me lost or take me in bizarre directions. <laughs> okay. Like, okay. Well, well, fuck you then, Google. I just, I have a problem with them. I That's do. fine anyway, with me. So, gmail.com, that was your choice. Yeah, mine. yeah. Can you FBI? We can be found uh, as a group, I believe, on Facebook. Can you yeah. fucking believe it? Or yes. Star, star. Yeah, yeah, because you can't wear on You can download us on iTunes or just go to the source. And we actually have, just as of today, we have a Tumblr page, which... I have no idea what that is. It's, it's like, uh, it's like uh, Blogspot. I don't know what that is. Um, it's this, uh, <laughs> okay, it's a website that you can, like, post I'm your opinions I'm on. following. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I don't know why I did that. I, actually, I do Have know. you even tweeted? Yes, I have. 
More than once? More than once. More than twice? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That's what I thought. Okay, yes, I have, by the way. I have uh, five friends on Twitter. Twitter! (laughs) Okay, so weird. This is getting weird. Tweeter. Tweeter. That's the guy from... That's the guy from Marcy Blues. Twitter. Okay, whatever. Anyway, yes. Now we're referencing Dawson movies. We love the Dawson, Phil. We have the Dawson as one of our That guy has the biggest head in Hollywood. Okay. So, we have uh, canyoufbi.gmail.com. We have a Twitter, canyoufbi. We We have a Tumblr, uh, which I don't know what the fuck it is. I think it's (laughs) canyoufbi. But I signed up for it I signed up for it. Um, we have the Facebook, uh, can, uh, can you FBI or something, whatever, get a hold of us. You know how to do it. And you, if you have my cell phone number, give me a call, whatever. <laughs> Phil, <laughs> Most of, take uh, us out. Jesus H mother fucking, can you believe it? Fucking. <laughs>